Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off all my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code PODCAST15. High BMI, plus size, obese, high risk, all labels you may have heard or been told during your pregnancy. How does a plus size pregnancy alter your care and should it? What are the possible risks and what can you do to ensure a supported, positive and empowered pregnancy and birth regardless of your body size? On this week's episode, I am joined by a specialist plus size pregnancy midwife, which in itself is really exciting because Alice Keeley, better known as the heavyweight midwife on Instagram, is giving such holistic and supportive advice and information, which is really honestly lacking in this field. Alice has been a midwife for over 20 years and has spent 15 of those specializing in plus size care. She's helped hundreds of plus size women have happy and healthy pregnancies with her positive and empowering approach to plus size pregnancy and birth. She's conducted her PhD research exploring plus-size pregnancy experiences and her academic publications have been used in national NHS pregnancy care guidelines. She's a teacher and a writer and the founder of The Heavyweight Midwife, which can be found on Instagram and at theheavyweightmidwife.com. So welcome, Alice, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Oh, Pip, thank you. Thank you for that introduction and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited, Alice, because as I mentioned to you before we hit the record button, this isn't something that I have massively delved into in my own practice. And I know that you absolutely have. So I'm excited to learn from you and pick your brains today as well. But before I do, I just wonder why you chose to specialise in plus size pregnancy. 
Oh, yeah. So as you mentioned, Pip, I've I've been qualified for a bit over 20 years, which makes me feel quite old now. Um, but um, I was so lucky early in my career, I was working in London and um, I worked in a team which cared for women with um, existing medical conditions. So, so uh, um, heart conditions, inherited conditions. And I worked within this amazing team which cared for them in pregnancy. Um, and doctors midwives all the specialists there were just so committed to kind of keeping that ethos of birth as a special family event you know no matter the circumstances even even when things were complicated you know not losing the focus on the woman and on pregnancy as this really unique event so I kind of was instilled with this ethos um early in my career and then I guess alongside that on a personal note having my own children and just living in a woman's body for um throughout my life um, you have everyone's got their own relationship with their body and their weight and body image. Um, so it's something that, you know, I've been at different weights and had different feelings about my body. Um, so I guess those two things kind of combined when this more senior job came up to specialize as a midwife in plus size care. I just just grabbed at that chance with with both hands and and I've never looked back. It's completely become my drive and my passion since then to promote happy and healthy pregnancies for plus size women um, and just sort of focusing on that normality and in inverted commas, um, focusing on the pregnancy and not on the weight um, and just sort of dispelling the negative and anxiety inducing messages, which unfortunately do come across from the media and sometimes also from, from healthcare providers too. So what I know you mentioned my PhD, what I know from my clinical work and my PhD um, is that plus size can be sometimes a bit stigmatizing. And, you know, that's become my mission really is to kind of push back against that. So yeah, I've been doing it for 15 years and I've just, it's absolutely my drive and my passion. And I, I just, I love it. Yeah, it's, and that totally comes across in the work that you do. So I love your Instagram page because that, that passion for normalizing it and breaking down that stigma and not making women feel worried or constrained by the size of their body really comes across. So thank you for the awesome work that you're doing. Well, I'm you. also really impressed that there's a specialist role in plus size pregnancy because that isn't the case across all trusts, is it? So I feel like where you work is a step ahead. Yeah, and not, there aren't there aren't enough, you know. Spe mm. spe uh, unfortunately, at the moment, the, the, the direction of travel is that specialist roles are, are are being um, cut rather yeah. than expanded. So it's really important that all midwives are kind of on board with um, the ethos of, of, of focusing on individualized care, um, you know, looking at the, um, the woman uh, and her pregnancy as a, and treating that as a special, unique event, a family event, um, and not just focusing on weight, risk, um, and and thinking about kind of pregnancy rules, as it were, mm. um, that's something that everybody really needs um, to be on board with. Because unfortunately, we, we're not all going to be specialist plus size, um, and there are loads of plus size mums out there having um, happy, healthy pregnancies, and we need to support that. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Now, I know for lots of women, the idea of being weighed, pregnant or not, actually causes a massive amount of stress, and for many women being weighed in pregnancy is a massive concern. And you arrive at your booking appointment, don't you? And one of the first things that happens is, oh, we're just gonna pop you on the scales. And that little sentence for some women will instill absolute dread. What are mm. your thoughts around that, Alice? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts. I get I get asked a lot about this. Um, as, you, as you can imagine, it's a really complicated issue. Um, and so, 
women, as you know, PIP are recommended to have their BMI, their body mass index calculated um, early in pregnancy as part of their NHS care. Um, because if it's higher, they might be recommended to have extra care, but also they might be recommended to have other interventions um, and they may have some restrictions placed on their choices potentially. Um, now, BMI is controversial. It's not suitable for use in pregnancy, really. It's not perfect, um, but it is considered to be the best measurement tool um, that we've got if we're going to use one, um, so you know, rightly or wrongly. And so just um, to put that message out there, it will be offered by your NHS midwives um, when you go to your booking. Um, so it's useful to know that. But as you mentioned, of course, being weighed in itself can be really worrying distressing it can be triggering for some women for those many women with a history of eating disorders for example um, and I've cared for many women um, who've been worried or distressed by being weighed so and I have been asked on a number of occasions can I just refuse to be weighed and of course the short answer is yes you know nothing can or should be done to you or your body without your consent in pregnancy it's your choice but really what I'm about is Talking to, I've talked to women about digging a bit deeper into one, what is important to you for your pregnancy? And what are you worried about? Or actually, what are you scared of? Because mm. if fear, if fear is the thing that's underlying a decision that you make in pregnancy, then that is not a good place to, to be starting from. Um, and I see so many, so many women who are scared. They're, they're quite scared or anxious to, before they go to their booking appointment. It should be something that you're really excited about um, for, for, because of this, because of either being weighed or just thinking that they're going to get told off in inverted commas or be judged because of, uh, because of their weight. So my advice is if you can talk to, firstly talk to your partner, your birth partner, somebody get a really strong support, an ally, someone else that's close to you. Um, and then if you can talk to your midwife about it, about your fears, if that's being weighed or, or other issues, then that will really help to get a plan in place that's right for you. And so I, what I think is so important is communication and relationships in pregnancy care. So if you can have an open conversation with your midwife about your priorities, your fears, and your, your reluctance to be weighed, if it's that or, if you're able to just ask about the reasons why being weighed is recommended, you know, have all your questions answered, then you can go forward then with openness and make a plan together. And maybe that means, for example, um, some people um, have been weighed, but they don't know what the, their weight is. They don't get told that, um, you know, getting that plan that's right for you. There's a number of different possible options to explore. But if your midwife knows your priorities um, rather than just you giving a blank refusal or being weighed and feeling, you know, hating it. Um, but not saying anything, um, then, you know, you can really start from, from there to get a good support together in that trusting relationship with your midwife. Um, mm. So that would be the sort of the, the starting point for, of my advice on that one. I loved what you just said there, Alice, about if you are making a decision based on fear, then that's not mm. okay. And actually, we talk about fear in the maternity system so often, don't we, around other things and how mm. we don't ever want fear to be instilled in women but actually that's exactly what this is doing, isn't it? So mm. I really like that that focus that if the reason that you don't want to be weighed is because you're scared of possible X, Y, and Z outcomes, then actually addressing those outcomes first so that you're mm. clear and you understand the rationale and you have that empowerment and that information is game changing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fear and stigma. So they're the sort of toxic two, the toxic mix together. And in my experience, women don't speak up because they're, 
they just feel that you know there's there, there can be a, a dose of shame in there as well for some people really mm-hmm. sadly um and they and so they don't like these sort of uh rules that might be as they see it applied but they too often don't question it um mm-hmm. and so that's what i'm really wanting to encourage more uh, you know more open conversation around and if your midwife's not not able to take that forward or you know or there's no harm and you kind of you kind of start in that conversation and as I said having that support either your partner or you, someone from your family someone that can go along to appointments with you um as well as obviously when you're actually um having your baby um then you know get that ally get that advocate that supporter yeah and I guess it's reassuring for women to know that for your midwife, this isn't going to be the first time that she's worked with someone having a plus size pregnancy. She'll have seen women of plus size pregnancies very, very frequently. So although you might feel like this is really new and you're the only one, yeah. actually for her, this is very, very common. Yeah. And you know what? We, I, I am always really keen to stress because I feel sometimes the social media stuff um, and what we're reading in there, magazines. stories that we hear um, can make us feel, um, have an expectation from NHS care that I also want to push back against. The NHS is amazing at looking after women. Um, so that you say so your doctors, your midwives are really, really skilled and really knowledgeable. That's not the issue here. And, that, and there are recommendations that might be given to you um, which are designed to, to help to look after you. So it's the kind of, it's the communication around it and understanding and kind of making that plan that's right for you that can be the issue that midwives, the vast majority of them are such lovely people. You know, I teach student midwives. They're they're amazing and they want to give good care. Um, and so, and they don't want to upset you. Sometimes the conversation doesn't happen in the in the right way because there's a fear of 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 causing upset, of causing distress. And so, if you can if you can lead that and have confidence that actually we we have got safety in mind. We you know we we have these guidelines for good reason you know we could we could kind of bring it all together so much more successfully in a way that um helps to promote that that happiness in pregnancy as well as the the safety yeah I love that and it's it's empowering women as well to feel comfortable and confident and beautiful in their pregnancy and not constantly thinking oh my goodness what's everyone else thinking how big is my body growing and 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 I think that's an important thing that we instill early on as well. Absolutely. And I, I follow so many plus size pregnancies on Instagram and I just love it. I love seeing women posting pictures of their growing bump and just that kind of positivity around it. Yeah. Just absolutely love that. Yeah. Celebrating what incredible work their body's doing. Pregnancy just, oh, I don't know about you. We've been in this game a little while, haven't we, Alice, between us? Um, but it still, it still amazes me what the female body is capable of. Definitely. Um, now, we mentioned BMI. And we typically do classify women using BMI in the NHS, which, as you've mentioned, does come with its own heap of unreliabilities. But we kind of haven't got any better tool, have we? So it's kind of the the best of a bad bunch in terms of classifying women. But the other label that often kind of comes with raised BMI is that label of high risk, which I kind of hate, um, but it's kind of automatically applied, isn't it? Raise BMI, high risk, they kind of come together. Do you feel this is a little bit misplaced when it comes to plus size? In a word, Pip, absolutely. Absolutely, it is misplaced. It's inaccurate. Well, it's just, it it just lacks meaning in a way. And it really distorts in women's minds the chances of complications happening. Um, And I'll I'll explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, please do. So, So 
So as we discussed a little bit before, so many plus size women tell me their weight is the focus at every midwife appointment. That risk gets discussed a lot. And that can be really anxiety inducing and can affect how women feel all the way through pregnancy. And many women do tell me that their care is great and that midwives are lovely and that doesn't happen. And that's brilliant. But risk is definitely too much of a focus overall. And it's often discussed, in, in fact, almost always, I would say, discussed inaccurately. Um, but I've got great news on that score. Good, good. So all pregnant women are special and unique and they should be treated as special and unique and not just labelled as high risk. And it's inaccurate because we don't know what an individual woman's individual chance of complications are. We just have experts' predictions and they look at the whole population of plus size women and they kind of make best guesses. And that isn't really very helpful for a special, unique pregnant woman. She doesn't want to know about population. She wants to know about herself right so what's really important to point out is that in a whole population of all pregnant women that the experts look at the risks are a bit and I mean a bit raised if you're part of the plus size population but because risk is always described in phrases like double the risk mm -hmm. or four times greater than oh, this that is be, a pet hate of mine it's really distorting it's really scare, scary um and it doesn't mean anything if you don't know your starting point. So four times greater than what? Actually, your risk remains pretty low. Um, and I honestly think that plus size pregnant women, in fact, they've told me, they end up thinking that complications are likely to happen. And that is so inaccurate and damaging, so not the case. And that's why I think there's something really wrong in the way that we're talking about risk and giving it the way we give our care. And that's kind of my main mission that I'm on pit to change that. And it, because it's 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 really um, you, you remain low risk if you don't have a pre-existing medical condition, something wrong with your heart or a serious condition or diabetes prior to pregnancy. In pregnancy, you remain low risk. So your chances of, of complications happening are so much lower than chances of complications not happening. By far, your most likely outcome is no complications and a straightforward and intervention-free birth. And that is the bottom line. And that message, I think, is really lost and needs to be focused on, I think, by midwives all the way through the pregnancy care that we give. Mm. Our main role should be reassurance. Yeah, and I guess empowering women to make healthy choices as well, because sometimes I feel the, the line really gets blurred between health and body size, um, yeah. because actually we can have someone that's BMI is really quite low, and that doesn't mean that they're healthy and they're nourishing their body and their baby, but there's this focus on that number rather than actually mm. that nourishment of this human being. Exactly. Um, and one thing that we, we, we say to women, of course, as soon as they're pregnant is, well, we, we don't know it's safe for you to lose weight now. So don't try to lose weight. But here are all the risks of, 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 your, of your BMI of, as we've calculated it. And I did want to talk a little bit about weight gain and, and yeah. healthy eating um, and what to expect from your pregnancy care, because um, I've got a few pointers for pregnancy, but I'm really conscious that there is no kind of one size fits all and actually, our evidence um, is a little bit weak around this. In the UK, um, we don't actually have any formal guidance to give to women um, for pregnancy weight gain. So if someone says to us, how much weight should I be think thinking I should, I should gain? Um, in the UK, um, the National Guide 
um, experts who, who write the guidelines um, don't think the evidence is strong enough for us to, to give any formal advice. So if you look, if you're internet searching, you might see American guidelines. So they, they have they have guidelines there. So you might. So similarly, there's no special guidance. Um, and women, women, in my experience, plus size women, they kind of they want to know: is there anything special that I should know about um, nutrition during pregnancy? What you'll get from NHS midwives is, is the, the standard advice about foods to avoid, healthy eating. There's nothing kind of tailored. There's nothing kind of specialist. Um, if you um, have an NHS dietitian appointment, um, then what you'll get is kind of things like you might get shown the healthy plate. The NHS healthy plate is an absolute pet hate of mine or any or any guidance that you get given. Basically, what I've always found is that uh, plus size women um, feel very patronized by the advice that they're given, because I think if you're shown a healthy plate or told what is a what is healthy eating, there is that implication there that perhaps you don't know what healthy eating yeah. is and that An you need to be told. That you just eat McDonald's. Yeah. And, and, my, and my experience, Piff, is that plus size women, they absolutely know what healthy eating is all about. Um, they, you know, they're, they're, they're experts in their own weight, in their own bodies, and they want something kind of a little bit extra from us pregnancy experts. Um, and we don't really have that to give. Mm. Um, and there are some really brilliant resources out there. Um, and I know you had Rhiannon Retrition yeah. um, the other week on the podcast, like, absolutely fantastic quite tempted to buy her pregnancy book just for me it's very good it's so some lovely recipes in. my pregnancies are in a while in the past but yeah absolutely fantastic but that's you know that's not that's not specialist for plus size but and and don't you know don't think it should be just get just eat healthy nutritious food I'm really conscious always about giving that advice because it's that kind of assumption that people need advice mm. that they need to be they need to be told but if anybody wants advice from me I think it's best to kind of keep it really simple there's no complicated magic formula to what you should be eating eat eating proper food but the main thing I would say to any pregnant woman is avoiding sugar and avoiding added sugar because diabetes is something that we're at increased risk of as soon as we're pregnant anyone your pregnancy is a risk for diabetes so avoiding sugar um, those little treats and often some of those, those treats that other people push on us because they come out trot out the sort of eating for two stuff um yeah. and it's it, sometimes it, I, I, the, lots of pregnant women have told me that pregnancy feels like that time when oh, I don't have to you know try to lose weight anymore um so everyone's histories are really complicated um and I can't kind of give that bespoke advice here but definitely my number one is sugar sugar's everywhere um it's in and, our breakfast here isn't it like it's literally yeah. ever in our bread like so so yeah, challenging. Bread, it's just so yeah it's yeah there's some evil some evil people out there in the food industry that want to f- shovel sugar into us they haven't made it easy for <laughs> us though have they because you think you're like at bread you consider as a savory thing so you would assume that it wouldn't have sugar in so they haven't made no. it easy for us to navigate <laughs> I just want to take a mini pause whilst we're on the topic of body size and nutrition to share with you some of the incredible benefits of a healthy diet in pregnancy. From shaping your baby's taste preference to supporting their immune system and cognitive development, what we eat really is super powerful during pregnancy. To hear more about how you can optimize your diet in pregnancy 
and for free recipes designed by the wonderful chef, Lorraine Pascal, head over to www.apticlub.co.uk forward slash midwife pip. Oh, no, no. And that's quite, that's quite deliberate. But yeah, so that's, that's my, 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 my number one advice. If you want, if anybody does want um, some simple uh, dietary advice to follow. Thanks, Alice. That's really helpful. Now you mentioned their diabetes. Um, I wonder if we can just touch on some of those potential risks or difficulties that may be associated with a plus size pregnancy. Now, I know that you've mentioned that when we look at statistics, it's really important we talk about numbers. So if someone says to you, your risk of XYZ has doubled, please, please ask from what to what, because that allows you to make a real informed um, plan, I suppose. But what are some of the potentials that women may hear when they're navigating the system? Sure. Well, yeah, and I'm glad you raised diabetes as an example, because we'll, we'll kind of use that to to um, as an example with the num- in the numbers and kind of understanding risk a little bit better. Um, so anyone can develop diabetes in pregnancy, as I said, and if you're plus size, your chances are higher, but they are still less than one in 10 throughout the whole of your pregnancy. Um, now, that's not, I'm not quoting that to say, don't worry about it. And we just talked a little bit there about uh, sugar and, and you know, the link between eating sugar and diabetes. So what, but what I'm really, really keen is to reassure people that you are not likely to get diabetes. Um, and there is a lot you can do to keep healthy and to lessen those chances. Um, so, you know, make sure you have that focus on your health, your well-being, and your happiness in your pregnancy and having that holistic approach, approach to, your, to your pregnancy wellness. Um, and really, so that example of diabetes, um, that can, can run across all those risks that might be higher if you're plus size. Um, so what's, um, what's important is that um, if you're, if you're um, looking at the evidence about the kind of the national guidelines, um, you know, as, I'm, as I said before, your chances of all, everything um, in pregnancy um, that can become complicated are still low and you're still more likely to have no complications at all. Now, the, the extra screening that you might be um, offered will be around things like um, perhaps having extra scans um, because linked to diabetes sometimes, uh, midwives and doctors uh, think the chances of your baby growing a little bit bigger um, are higher. Um, but again, we're, we're, we're not awfully brilliant at, at um, predicting who or even or measuring or even scans are not always entirely accurate and I would kind of go back to that asking questions um everyone's different sounds like a really obvious thing to say but unfortunately these brilliant doctors and midwives we we practice in in NHS often in really big trusts and sometimes that sort of personalized approach can become a little bit lost so you know advocating for yourself um, and asking the questions, having that courage and having your supporter with you to ask the questions about, you know, what does this mean for me? Why is this recommended for me? Um, it's really important. So I'm sort of, I'm reluctant, hesitant to kind of um, to, to list all of the risks, the guidelines so that we should, as midwives, um, discuss 
risk with with women but that's as you've probably gathered from what I've said so far is kind of not part of my ethos I don't think we should be kind of trotting out all of these increased risks because they it's so so complicated um what that means to you as an individual um mm. and I really don't want to encourage anyone to to um to sort of shrug their shoulders and think that the they can't kind of be healthy in pregnancy or um, be upset by anything that I say. So um, your midwife should be able to talk to you about all of the um, interventions that you that you are offered and, to, and give you the good reasons for, for why they're offered as well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I love that. And I love that your ethos isn't to kind of ignore the weight thing so I think for some people they think well I don't want to address this stigma or be put down a line of additional scans so I'm just not going to be weighed and we'll just like hide away from it um actually it's let's you know have these extra appointments understand that actually there's lots that I can do to embrace a lovely happy healthy pregnancy and nourish my body and my baby and and I love that because in pregnancy, we should be feeling so incredibly proud of our bodies and enjoying the journey that we're on. And I hate the idea that someone doesn't feel that or does feel embarrassed or stigmatized or judged because of their size of their body. And I can't believe that in the era that we are now in, that that is still such a high topic of conversation. It's such yeah. a Oh sure, and I mean, I occasionally meet um, midwives and doctors who sort of say, who think that it's important that we discuss risk. It's important that we tell um, plus size women um, that increased weight puts them at risk um, because you know that they, they should be aware of that, and that that does make me like want to sort of throw things out the window because I, I, it does make me so cross because over the years I've met hundreds, probably thousands actually now of plus size women. Um, and everyone's different. They have different experiences, but every woman I meet wants to be healthy for her and her baby. Um, and they have, they, and they do have concerns um, regarding their weight. They want information and they want the, their midwife to be on board with them, but they don't want to be told a great big long list of risks that they're against yeah and every woman also that I meet wants to feel in control of her pregnancy and and her, and her own plans um yeah. so it, you know you know it's it, that is such an important um part of you know that's where we should come from in 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 the the um our approach to care you know, our kind of starting point as midwives yeah and I think there's a difference isn't there when we when we tell women about a risk if we are saying your risk of diet and I and these are made up statistics I don't know the numbers but there's a difference if we say you know your risk of diabetes is three times higher because your BMI is 36 instead of 32 um compared to if we say your risk is I don't know one percent and then it's doubled to two percent that two percent risk feels very different to a doubling risk 
And we yeah. know that there are so many other risk factors for something like diabetes, whether it's your ethnicity or a family history. And so if you've got mm. one risk factor or three or mm. four, again, that's a really different conversation. It can't, we can't just have a blanket rule, can we? Yeah. I actually think, you know, so when you ask the question about what, the, what are the risks, I actually think that potentially the number one risk is, it is this massive focus on risk. Because we yeah. think, we talk about, um, the, you know, if you think about the sort of mind-body duality actually the guidelines that for, for plus size for example they that only looks at the body and we know that the, the you know the mind and the, we know so so much more not enough about how the mind and the body are connected and how we feel and the anxiety we might, we might feel during pregnancy it you know affects us physically mm-hmm. so and our babies you know stress has a yeah. massive impact on development exactly exactly quite and it so that so in itself you know and there is actually lots more research out there now about how stigma stigma is actually you know a recognized risk factor um it's a, so that's it's really it's really a a huge part of the the um the risk that we that we perhaps are imposing on women in the yeah. way that we approach our discussions and yes what you were talking about there pip is actually the difference between absolute and relative risk but we're getting a bit epidemiological now um, and <laughs> simplify that to go back to the diabetes example in pregnancy, um, your if your BMI is within what's called the normal range, um, your risk across a whole population of developing diabetes during pregnancy is around about three percent. Um, and if you're plus size, it's somewhere between kind of seven and ten point three percent overall across the whole population. Um, and so that can accurately be expressed as three times greater. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks very different when you look when you actually say what well, so so the so the risk is is somewhere around or less than one in ten. Um, so you have that um, you know. But again, they're I mean they're all sort of just quite blunt, quite crude, and it's not you know it, it, it's not you're not looking at the whole experience um, and focusing on health and looking at the ways that you can stay healthy. Um, and there's and we no one can say to an individual these are your risks of this this, and this um so so you know all of this focus is can be very sort of damaging misleading and 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 not not very useful i don't think yeah yeah not very not nowhere near as useful as the actual practical health and well-being advice so i love that i love that one of the other things i just wanted to touch on alice i'm stealing lots of your time okay um, is around birth choices because I think this is quite often where women may find themselves really having to advocate for themselves in the NHS mm. system. Um, and one of the common ones that I hear all the time, and I'm very blessed to work in a trust where we're brilliant at actually having individualized care plans that support women's choices. But I know that's not always the case everywhere. And sometimes it might feel like a little bit of a fight, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but one of the ones I see all the time is, Raise BMI, sorry to use that term, but it's what women will unfortunately hear quite often. And choices around place of birth and water birth. Have yes. you got any advice for women listening that might have been, to- been told, again, horrible word, but have been told in brackets, um, you can't have a water birth because your BMI or you can't be on the birth center because of your BMI? Because women will sure. have heard these things, won't they? Oh, yes, yes. L- you know, lots lots of women. So, um, yes, I do. And you're right that the 
it, it does vary across different trusts. Um, and there are some sort of fantastic midwives that are really advocating for individualized care plans. And, and often that does come from, um, well, it, it pushes up and pushes down. So you see, so you, you have a great culture at a particular hospital. Um, and that comes from the sort of the great individuals that work in that, in that trust and, you know, Keep, keep that good care and that individualized approach um, at, the, at the heart of things. And that's really brilliant. Um, but I think if, if um, you are a pregnant woman and you sort of feel like you're up against this big machine of this trust um, that's telling you what their guidelines are, and let's, let's think about what that means, the word guidelines, it's to give guidance, not a rule. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it brings us back to is plus size um, a complication in itself or is it something that raises the chances of complications and there is a subtle difference there so if you get to the point at the end of your pregnancy ready to give birth and you haven't had any complications everything's been really straightforward are you in fact still to be considered high risk in the eyes of your trust um you know do you could they still put that label on you um and in fact if you look at the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists guidelines, the RCOG guidelines, um, which are called um, care of women with obesity in pregnancy, um, and I would always use that term with um, inverted commas around it, but that's the title of the document and it's available freely online, that can be googled. Um, that The advice there is that anybody who um, does not experience complications um, during labour and birth can be um, looked after as per routine um, care during labour and birth. So in other words, with plus size kind of out of the equation mm. um, in a sort of lo low, um, a low risk, um, low surveillance way, which would lend itself to um, giving birth in a midwife led unit. Um, so you, in other words, you don't need that high tech um, surveillance. If your if your pregnancy is uncomplicated, that is a massive tick in the sort of normal inverted commas um, box, and gives you that great confidence that your your labour and your birth are going to be uncomplicated too. Mm. So you can absolutely arm yourself with that. Here are those RCOG guidelines actually that say this. Um, and similarly with water birth, the water birth uh, guidelines, you know, at your individual trust, there may be some guidelines which say if your BMI is above a, a certain number, you are not recommended, you're, you are recommended to have your baby um, in a consultant led unit, a labor ward, a high tech labor ward. Um, those are guidelines and you are absolutely um entitled to have a discussion with a senior midwife if that's what you need and there will be somebody assigned at the trust who you can access and I would suggest that you um, uh, try to access them fairly early during your sort of second trimester or early in your third trimester if you need to find out who that person is to have that conversation um, and that person will be very very used to talking to women who are considered to be um, two plus size or too old or whatever it is to to give birth in the midwife led unit um, and they're usually very sensible and very skilled at coming up with that individualized plan for you so it, you know it, it's it's almost 
I often think of it as kind of taking plus size out of the equation. Have you got complications or have you not got complications? So, and, and in a sense, the plus size is not, it's not the complication. Um, it's, it, it's kind of an irrelevance. You need that individualized care plan being made. Yeah, I love that. And having that guidance to arm you with is quite nice because it can feel sometimes quite difficult to initiate that conversation. Whereas if you can say, oh, I was actually just reading this and it says this and I feel like that applies to me. Um, yeah. That can sometimes be a really nice gentle lead in to give you confidence to have that conversation if that's something you struggle with. So that's really helpful and practical advice, Alice. So thank you. Oh, welcome. Now, everyone that comes on the podcast, Alice, I asked for three top tips. And I know you could probably give us 303 top tips because this is an area of such passion for you. But I wonder if you could give us your three top tips for perhaps women listening who are navigating um, plus size pregnancy. Yeah, well, I'm sort of, so you gave me the heads up on this one. And of course, I've, I've heard you asking other people. I was trying to, trying to think. You can't escape. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit because I've got like a headline and then my three top tips. That's fine. <laughs> okay. well, as we um, said, there's no rules. <laughs> and I think I've thought, I hope I've got this message across already, but the headline is really, you, you know, you absolutely can have a healthy plus size pregnancy. Um, there's loads you can do um, to, 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 uh, to that end. Um, so my three top tips. Um, so the first one is ask. Don't let plus size mean that you don't ask. You absolutely deserve respect, sensitive care, information and to be in control of your pregnancy um, and the choices that are made. So the second one is about support. Surround yourself with lovely, supportive people, your family, your friends, your partner, a supportive online community. Head over to the heavyweightmidwife.com. Um, just pointing back to the talking about navigating the recommendations in pregnancy and the extra surveillance. I've got a, a free pregnancy uh, plus size guide that you can access if you um, head over to the heavyweightmidwife.com um, and ask your midwife to be your supporter um, you know be as open as you can with her as I was saying if you can if you can say something like in the in in that consultation um, I, I'm quite sensitive about about my tummy being touched or I'm quite sensitive about my weight I'm self-conscious if you can be as open as you can um, that that can help to just to ease into that that trust and that um, that relationship that can be so helpful to you in pregnancy and lastly make a plan so I love plans always have a plan plan for your healthy pregnancy you know plan what you're going to be eating plan for your and plan absolutely plan for your birth so treat your birth plan like a project write things down um, it will really help you always feel in control um, I've got some antenatal workshops and classes to guide women and couples through making plans, um, navigating through um, antenatal care, but also making birth plans with lots of tips and really practical advice um, about planning and being in control. Amazing. Um, so Oh, Alice, you're such a star. Now, anyone who wants to check out Alice's resources, they are all linked in the episode description. So on Instagram, Alice is at the heavyweight midwife. She's also at the heavyweightmidwife.com. So it's very easy to remember. And also, and very excitingly, if you are plus size and trying to conceive or pregnant, Alice is going to have some sort of pregnancy and antenatal courses specifically dedicated to plus size women. So please keep your eye out for those because just by talking to Alice, I know they're going to be absolutely fantastic. 
Oh, thank you, Pip. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom. I know this is going to be a massive, massive help to so many women listening that are feeling that stigma that you've described. So thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me on and thanks for the wonderful work that you do. You're fantastic. If you've enjoyed this chat and want to hear more on this topic, head over to midwifepip.com where you'll find my accompanying blog post with highlights, my thoughts, extra information and additional resources. And remember, leaving a review on my podcast if you've enjoyed listening really does make a huge difference to helping me reach more women with honest, reliable information. So please take a moment to do this because when women support women, amazing things happen. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.